Welcome to Woman on the Rise, a podcast for women like you, who didn't come here to play small, follow the rules, or be limited by what's considered normal. Through conversations about style, mindset, spirituality, and business, my desire is to help you elevate your identity, dress for your dreams, and take action towards manifesting everything possible for you while becoming the best version of yourself in the process. I'm your host, Christy Russell, a mentor and image consultant who has styled and coached women globally and now helps other entrepreneurs, especially stylists, create a life and business of their design. Let's jump in. Hello, hello, my beautiful souls. Welcome to another podcast episode. Today, we are going to be diving into the world of color and talking about your hair because this has to be one of the number one questions that rotates in different iterations every time I tend to talk about color analysis. And there's a lot of nuances with it that I wanted to share with all of you and hopefully clean up some of the bigger myths regarding your hair color, what you wanna diet, what colors work for what palette, etc. And so I'm happy to jump into this topic today. Now, before we do, I wanted to let you know that my online color analysis training is currently open for registration. And let me tell you, this program is such a game changer. All of my students come out here thriving, working with color, whether they are full-time analysts, they want to add color analysis into their personal styling business. We've had photographers and hairstylists come in to help deepen their knowledge for their clients. Actually, we just had a few in the last round that were just mind blown by everything. And they're already working with the material with their clients, which is, by the way, such a game changer hairstylist out there. My God, I cannot tell you how valuable this is as an add-on to your service. I will only work with salons for my clients that know this information because it's so powerful. But I'm just so thrilled for my students. I already had someone message me two days ago talking about how just two weeks after our last program closed, she's already got her first three clients for color. She's got more people inquiring and she's thriving. All my color students update me regularly. I'm just, I'm so damn happy for them. <laughs> <laughs> and color's so fun. Like it's just such an instant mood lifter. As I've talked about on this podcast before, it is just a great foundational thing to learn when it comes to style. If you really want to create an impact for women and men out there, and if you're a stylist and you are not learning more about color for your clients, I truly believe this is a disservice. You know, one of the things I know you talk to your clients about is telling them what colors look best guiding them in directions of what might be the perfect red lipstick or eyeshadow colors or, you know, finishing off their look in terms of color when it comes to finding the right accessory colors, etc. And so having a deepening of this knowledge is only going to enhance your skill set and deepen the transformation that you create for people. And so I can't shout from the mountaintops enough how valuable this is to learn. <laughs> and so if you want to come into my world, learn the color analysis uh, aspect of everything and how to do this with your clients, whether it is online or virtual, I would love to have you. I teach all of the advanced color analysis system that I've been working with now for 16 years, almost going on 17. And I, I would love to share this with you. It's something I used to teach in colleges locally here in Toronto many, many moons ago. And so I will leave the link for this registration down below. The early bird pricing ends at the end of this week on Friday. And so if you want to nab that pricing before it goes up, I would be honored 
to have you. It's going to rock your world. You're going to absolutely love it the way that I love it. <laughs> it's so good. All right. Now with that in mind, let's jump into the meat and potatoes of what I wanted to talk to all of you about today, which as I mentioned is all the things regarding hair color. And so Again, I get so many questions from my students and different men and women online when it comes to hair and how it influences their overall coloring, how they look, as well as their color analysis results. Now, before I jump into some of the common questions, I want to first discuss some solid principles to just keep in mind when you're thinking about your hair, whether again, you're an analyst or whether again, you're someone that's had your colors done, wants to have your colors done, is just interested in color in general. So let's jump into the first one, which is that your natural hair color, what grows out of your head, <laughs> it will always be in line with your best coloring. Your natural hair color will never be something that is out of harmony with who you are and what coloring looks best on you. And I know that this can come up quite frequently, especially for women as they start to go white or even gray. You know, there's this common myth that all of a sudden we're going to look, <clears throat> excuse me, washed out and you know, women start to change all things about their hair color or they start to change their fashion because suddenly their hair color itself has desaturated. But again, what grows out of your head will always harmonize with your natural coloring. And so although the pigment in your hair may have desaturated, it doesn't actually change your coloring itself. And I know I've mentioned this before, but it is very rare that your color palette would change with time. So when I say this, you will never ever, no one, no one will ever jump from, you know, a summer to a spring or an autumn to a winter. That's never going to happen. Your undertone and your coloring will always remain consistent throughout the duration of your life. But if you are a flow palette, like let's say you're a, I don't know, a warm spring, maybe potentially in a rare exception, you could become just a true spring as time goes on. But again, rare. That's the exception to the rule versus that being like a, a tried and true thing. But again, your hair color itself will always harmonize with your color palette. And this comes into my second point where when I think about gray hair or again, like even as we go white, you know, that's still true. And so I find especially my autumns because they, they get this contrasting gray very often as they mature. And a lot of my autumns sometimes feel like it contrasts their palette a little bit because their palette is so rich and, and deep and warm, right? But it actually contrasts it in a beautiful way. And so you don't actually need to do anything with your color palette. The key here, especially if you are someone with a warm undertone to your skin, is to not let your hair stylist tone the warmth out of your gray, because this is a very common thing that happens in hair salons. And this is not to knock any style, like hairstylist that's listening, but very often they're, they're told like, you know, keep the brassiness out of the gray, tone it more cool, get this like nice icy silver kind of color. And it looks horrible on someone that has a warm undertone. Like it, that kills your coloring. If you just let the natural warmth in your gray be there as someone with a warm undertone, it actually looks really lovely and adds this beautiful contrast in the best way possible to your overall look. Just like sometimes my springs, they get a very like light gray brown or they go a creamy white. Again, don't tone the warmth out of there. It looks beautiful. 
keep that. You want that. Again, if you were to go a stark white and toning that, that creaminess out of there, it looks bizarre. And that's only because you've toned the warmth out. And so now you've got a hair color that's washing you out, literally sitting on top of your head. And this is why hair color is so important because it frames your face. And so if you either have your natural hair color, truly letting it shine, or you've dyed your hair, making sure that it's in a iteration that works with your undertone value and intensity. I mean, wow, you're going to glow. Like truly, you're going to glow. And so again, your natural hair color, whether it's gray or white, or again, like your natural hair color, depending on what you may have, what color you may have on your head currently, will always be in harmony with you and your ideal color palette. And then the third principle on top of that is to remember that just because you change your hair color does not mean that you have changed your color analysis result. So if you're a winter and you have black hair naturally or a black brown, let's say, for example, just because you've dyed it, uh, I don't know, like a, a platinum or you've wanted to go a, a wild red or something doesn't change the fact that you're a winter. But the platinum will wash you out. And if you're going like a, 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 you know, like a rusted red, like a really warm, toasty red, again, it will wash you out, but it doesn't take, it doesn't change your color analysis results. You're, you still have that icy, beautiful undertone to, to your coloring. And so in an ideal world, you would want a hair color that matches that. And I get, sometimes my winters have a tough time changing their hair color. Um, because their, their natural hair coloring is just so dark. And so one of the cool things that I've seen some of my winters do over the years is they can either put, you know, really icy jewel tone colors in their hair if they want more of a fashion highlight, if you will. Or you can have iterations like a, almost like a black blue. And if you add it as a highlight to your hair, it's going to be so subtle. You won't really see it unless the sun hits it or, and reflects a certain way. But it looks, I mean, it looks really like edgy. I love it. It looks so good, but it's not like an in your face blue, right? <laughs> and then the fourth principle to keep in mind is that your hair color will be found in your color palette. Now, why is that? Because in order for a palette to harmonize with you, you and the color palette have to have the same characteristics because the whole point of this process is that you're finding something that harmonizes with you. You are literally looking for colors that are mirroring the biology of you, but in a color format. So this is why the value, the intensity, and um, the undertone all match your unique value undertone and intensity. That's why it harmonizes. You're mirroring what your body's doing naturally. It's why it has such an it factor. You're enhancing you. Which is why when someone's wearing a color, you go, God, they look so good today. And it's just, it's, I think it's so powerful because it's just like, hey, baby, I'm bringing more of me to the world. You're welcome. <laughs> Not in a cocky way, but just like, here I am. This is me. And I love that because we all bring something so beautiful and different to the table, both from our coloring and just our energy and who we be. Now, with those principles to keep in mind, okay, the last one being very important that you're going to find, again, your biology, your coloring, etc., will be mirrored in your color palette. Let's jump into some of the top hair questions that I've gotten over time. The first one being, can blondes be winters? And I know this is controversial and I ruffle feathers every time I talk about this, but no, they cannot. 
They can't even be platinum blonde because that's another question. A platinum blonde, which is an ash blonde, fits into the summer category, the summer palette. Whereas light golden blondes fall into the spring category. That is why in those palettes, you will see those colors. And so winters have white hair and there's a difference because that's not blonde. When I, when I mean white, I mean stark white, not a dyed iteration in terms of platinum. Platinum blonde is a, a like an ashy yellow, yellowish color. It's close to white, but again, it's not. It's still a light, a light tint iteration with ash in it. That's, that's summer. It's a summer based color. And so going back to the biology comment earlier, the winter palette doesn't even have a blonde in it. It's just an ice lemon that the winter palette has, which if you're extrapolating that to, to think about it, it's that would be more of a, like an acid color that a hairstylist would maybe do for a futuristic shoot. Or if some client wanted like a really kind of funky, acidic yellow hair, like you're looking at something like that. And so blondes, in terms of what you typically think of blonde hair, whether it's platinum or a honey color or um, like almost a banana color, you hear hairstylists talking about that often, that falls in either a spring or light or summer iteration, the spring light palette or the summer palette. Dark honey or mustard iterations that are usually dyed typically happen in the autumn palette. But no, blonde cannot be a winter Again, it's not even mirrored in the palette to begin with. And so on the flip side of this, the second question that I get is, can black hair happen in spring or summer? And so my answer is no. Because again, if we're looking at the characteristics of these palettes, they are light. They have tint in them. And the palettes themselves have no black in them. It doesn't exist. Now you can have a a bright spring potentially that might have a warm, might have warm black hair, which is rare. But again, that's not a spring palette, right? It's not a true spring. The true spring, true summer, the light palette, all those, it's not possible to have black hair. It's just not. You know, you see some on some color analysis where someone might have very light skin and black hair, and you can see that they're getting paired with a summer or uh, the spring palette. And yes, it may match their skin, but again, the person is high contrast with the black hair. And the summer and, and spring palette are not high contrast. And so again, black hair to, to me always indicates a high contrast individual. And black hair only happens in three color palettes within the advanced color analysis system. It would either be the winter palette, the bright palette, which is a warm black, or the deep palette, which is more of a black brown. And so if you have that hair color, naturally anyway, you're more than likely to fall in one of those three. And if you're wanting to dye your hair black and you don't have one of those three palettes as something that you, you have for your color analysis, if you've had your colors done, you will more than likely wash yourself out. And this is what ends up happening when people dye their hair outside of colors that are not a part of their biology or their color analysis characteristics, um, their hair ends up looking like a wig. It just sort of looks like it sits on top of the scalp. And it doesn't look like it's a part of their natural coloring. And this is when women start to say, well, I have to wear a self-tanner and you got to put lots of makeup on. And I get it because I did this with myself. If anyone goes to scroll back, I had a bit of a YOLO moment back in, oh, 
I think it was 2016. I might, I might be getting the year wrong, but it, it was, it was a while ago now. Anyway, and I dyed my hair a silver color. And I, I gotta tell you, I loved it. <laughs> I felt like such a baddie when I had my silver color. It was so much fun. And I knew it was not part of my color palette. I knew that because I've been doing color for ages now. But I did it because it was fun and I loved it. And again, this is where I think our personal style has to be led with enjoyment first, of course. But did I think it made me look good? No, <laughs> I knew it didn't. My, my warm blonde looks better on me as a spring. And uh, I owned it. And so at that time, I was tanning all the time. I was, I wouldn't, I would never step out of the house with makeup because I look like I was dying with the wrong hair color. It just, I look completely washed out. And I mean, for those of you that have seen what I look like, I mean, you know, your girl's fair over here. So like my friends joked, I was like Casper. I mean, they still say I'm Casper because I'm so fair, but I'm like, it was like extra so because <laughs> I'd wash myself out. And so again, wrong, the wrong hair color doesn't change our color analysis result, but it will, it will affect how we look. And I'm sure many of you have had this experience. If you go into a store, you try something on in a, a sweater or a blazer or t-shirt, whatever. And you're either going to think, Ooh, I love this color on me. Or it's like, Oh, I look washed out. It's a horrible color on me. It's the exact same thing with your hair, except this is now framing your face. You can't get away from it. Right now. The third question I have very often is can a redhead be cool? in terms of like a cool palette, cool undertone, etc. And the answer is no. Their innate biology, if you are a natural redhead, doesn't matter whether you're strawberry blonde, um, again, like you're like a traditional more coppered redhead or something lighter in between. The answer is no. Your biology is warm. And so if you naturally have red hair, you will automatically be a warmer based palette. Always. You cannot be a summer. You cannot be a cool. You cannot be a winter. It is not possible. Always warm. And again, that comes back to, again, this is part of your biology. And if you look at the other palettes, if you were to drape your hair over the, the, the flags of any of these palettes, your hair colors cannot be found. Now, that doesn't mean that people can't dye red hair in cooler iterations. Absolutely, they can. Like you've seen, uh, let's say Rihanna, for example, back in the day, she had this gorgeous sort of ruby red or almost garnet red color. And that, I mean, obviously that's a dyed version, much more jewel tone version, um, which looks beautiful and, and was beautiful on her. So, but again, I'm speaking to my natural redheads here, not the dyed iterations, because there are dyed iterations that you can do in cooler and cooler reds, like a soft strawberry or raspberry color, let's say for my summers, or again, like back to that garnet or ruby red or even a crimson red. But again, those are those are not, those are more fashion reds, if you will, because it's not going to grow out of your head that color, <laughs> right? And those are fun to play with. But again, if you are a natural redhead, no, you will automatically be a warmer based palette. Now what you will be, I can't say you could be a spring, a warm and autumn, but, and have your colors done, of course, but you will definitely have a warmer based undertone. And then the last question that I was going to cover today that comes up quite frequently is does dark hair automatically mean that I'm a winter or autumn? And the answer is no. One of the things about all the palettes is that all of them can get quite dark hair. Now, not all of them can get black. That's different as we've talked about before, but springs, for example, can quite often misanalyze themselves 
if they're doing things online because they think that because they have dark hair, they must fall within the autumn category, let's say, for example. And springs actually can get quite dark with their brown hair. Now, they will have uh, not the same intensity, depth, and richness that an autumn will. My, my autumns can get really into some of those gorgeous chestnut colors and like rust colors, chocolate colors in terms of their hair color. And springs, although quite dark, it doesn't have that same heavy golden undertone. And so very often my springs get told, and I, I say this as a fellow spring myself, that they've got mousy brown hair. But actually, if you catch it under light, it really does have a golden undertone to it. But at first glance, it might look ash. I find that they get that label quite often. But summers can get quite dark with the taupe of their hair. And even autumns, like as I mentioned, the chocolate color, some of the dark black browns that can get into. Again, there's a lot of depth there. And so dark hair can have a range. And again, it also carries an undertone to it, whether it's more ash and cool, like taupe, let's say, for example, whether you're getting into chocolate, which is warm for my autumns, or again, you've got a deeper, a darker brown for springs. But again, the golden undertone is not quite the same. It's not, it doesn't have that same heaviness to it. And so all palettes can have dark hair. And so again, this is why it's so important to have an analysis done where they can look at all the color characteristics of you, both your eyes, your hair, but more importantly, the skin, because that's what we're really isolating here. The hair and eyes are all other factors to take into consideration as part of your color palette. But again, your, your skin is what's most important and will give you clues that help you track what color palette you, you will be a part of. And so again, if you want to learn more about this, because it's so fascinating, we've all seen people rocking hair colors that we know just make them look radiant. I would love to have you inside of my color analysis training. This is something that we cover how to do virtually or in person. And it's just so much fun. I mean, the world of color is just ha such a happy place to be in. And I just love seeing all of my students thrive and just see them play with color as well. Like it's just, it's the best thing on the planet. And so if you want to join me, I'd love to have you. Again, the link is down below. And other than that, I will catch you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so honored if you would head over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review letting me know. This not only feels good, but more importantly, it helps me expand my mission in helping more women feel empowered, beautiful, and of course, rise. And if you want to come hang out with me more, I would be so honored to get to know you. Head on over to Instagram. That is where I hang out the most and will give you so many behind the scenes, as well as my online community, Rise Through Style, where we help you shift your identity into one that is more empowered and impactful for you. We help you elevate your style and of course, help you step into the big dreams that you have for yourself and elevate every aspect of your life and business. Sending you all the love to the moon and back, and I will catch you again in the next episode.